Welcome to the next episode of Franz Ward's podcast series, Shoveling Smoke. I'm Chris Kaler, a partner at Franz Ward, and I'll be hosting today's discussion. We are trying to stay timely with our topics, and there probably isn't a topic more timely than today's, employment issues related to the COVID-19 vaccine. Here with me today to help navigate this topic is my colleague, Megan Bennett. Hi, Megan. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. A little background on Megan first. She practices exclusively in the employment law area and focuses on advising and defending clients on a variety of employment issues, including discrimination, retaliation, and harassment claims. She also handles workplace investigations and specializes in assisting federal contractors in compliance with the complicated federal regulations. She's a native Clevelander, a proud Dayton Flyer, She enjoys running and cooking, although there's no evidence of that because she didn't provide us with any (laughs) treats today. And she serves on the Westside Catholic Center's board of uh, directors. What's the Westside Catholic Center? So, Chris, this is an organization on the west side of Cleveland that is responsible for providing hot meals, clothing, and other household goods, and other emergency services to the homeless and the hungry um, in Cleveland. The center also operates a family shelter, which is always at capacity, um, as well as a workforce training program and a transitional housing program, which is designed to help um, the clients transition from the shelter um, and get back on their feet. It's really a great organization, and I'm I'm really grateful to be a part of it. It sounds like, uh, particularly today, uh, really needed. So great. Yes, yes. Megan, many businesses uh, see the arrival of the vaccine as the light of the end of the tunnel, but it it won't be without issues for employers, I suppose. So as we move away from this initial wave of vaccines or vaccinations into more widespread vaccinations, what type of issues are employers faced with? Well, Chris, I think we all know that this has been a complicated year for employers. They're constantly trying to learn the right thing to do. And now that the COVID-19 vaccine is here, um, they're faced with a whole new set of challenges. They need to consider whether they're going to mandate employees to receive the vaccine or, or whether they're going to just encourage their employees to receive the vaccine. And then they also need to address um, if certain employees refuse to take the vaccine. Finally, employers need to consider that there are state and federal discrimination laws to keep in mind, as well as um, OSHA regulations, workplace safety. And then last but not least, employee morale is really important, especially during a, a pandemic. So the big question, I guess, then is can employers mandate their employees get vaccinated? This seems to be, you know, the golden question right now. And and the answer is yes. Uh, A policy to mandate vaccinations is on its face legal. However, there are some limitations to that. And and because of that, some employers are opting to encourage their employees to receive vaccinations rather than mandate that they do so. What are the limitations on these employer mandates? Well, the first thing that employers need to consider is that employees who have either a religious objection or a disability may need to be excused from the mandate. Also, if um, employers have a unionized workforce, the employer might need to bargain with the union um, prior to mandating that their employees receive the vaccine. Let's go a little deeper into those first exceptions you mentioned. How is the ability to require a vaccination impacted by an employee's disability. 
So if an employee uh, has a disability as defined by the ADA, he or she may request uh, that their employer exempt them from the vaccination mandate. This process isn't that much different from any other request for an accommodation. The employer can request medical documentation from the employee, and the employer can then review that documentation to see if the employee really is unable to be vaccinated. If the employee is unable to be vaccinated, um, the employer needs to engage in an interactive process, just like any other request for an accommodation, and determine if there are other ways that the employer can accommodate the employee's disability. What are some examples of that? So, um, you know, at some point, we may not all have to be wearing face masks. So having an employee requiring them to continue to wear a face mask may be that reasonable accommodation. Or maybe more advanced PPE, putting plexiglass around an employee's workstation, asking an employee to work uh, in a more secluded area so they're not around other coworkers. Even changing an employee's work schedule or, or work, even their work position so that they don't have as much customer contact or coworker contact. And then obviously a lot of people have been doing telework during this, and that's, that's also a reasonable accommodation. So some of the steps that employers are currently taking could be extended even after the vaccine is finally kicked in, extended to people who don't take the vaccine? Correct. You also mentioned an exception based on religion or religious beliefs. Could you flesh that out a bit? Yeah. So this is a little bit different from disability, and that's because the law defines religion very broadly. So unless an employer has an objective reason for questioning that the employee has a sincerely held religious belief— the employer should assume that the request for accommodation is based on religion. An employer really shouldn't be asking for evidence or proof that an employee practices a certain religion. And so if an employee has a religious reason for not wanting to take the vaccine, the employer must provide a reasonable accommodation for that. However, you know, just like non-pandemic times, an employer doesn't have to provide a, an accommodation if it would pose an undue hardship. And undue hardship gets a little complicated in terms of the pandemic because the EEOC has said what may have been an undue hardship in 2019 is different today. Uh, it's, it's difficult to get certain supplies for employees. Uh, companies are struggling financially, so the cost may be different. So companies can take that into consideration when considering if an employee's accommodation is, is truly an undue hardship. If question one is, can a employer mandate a vaccine, I assume question 1A then is, can an employer terminate an employee who refuses to be vaccinated? Yes, um, em employers can do so. Employees in Ohio are, are employees at will. So unless an employee has a specific employment contract with their employer, they can be hired and fired for any reason. So therefore, if an employer does make a policy mandating vaccination and an employee who refuses to be vaccinated does not have a religious or a disability-related reason for refusing the vaccination, the employer can terminate because that is a violation of their policy. So an employer can terminate 
might there be reasons why an employer shouldn't or should think twice before doing so? Sure. You know, I've mentioned this has been a tough year on everyone. Employers have had to deal with a lot of um, new legal restrictions and issues, but employees have had to deal with this too, and, and even on a personal level. So, you know, in addition to those with legally protected reasons, some employees may have other reasons why they object to the vaccine. They might be scared, they might not be ready, and they might just not want to be forced by their employer to make this decision. So what a lot of employers have been doing is they've been opting to encourage their employees to be vaccinated rather than forcing them to be vaccinated. Uh, some of the things that employers might do is um, provide time off for their employees to get the vaccine or even time off um, to recover from the vaccine, as I think we know there may be some side effects or even um, providing some of the costs towards the um, vaccine. What about the fact that the vaccines were approved very quickly and that they're considered to be experimental by the FDA? Does that affect an employee's ability to object or whether uh, an employer should force the vaccines on employees? Yes. So like I mentioned, some employees just may not be ready to take this vaccination. And there has been some legal chatter about um, because this is technically still considered experimental, whether mandating employees to take a experimental vaccine and then terminating them when they refuse to do so, uh, whether this could trigger the public policy exception to the at-will doctrine um, for a wrongful termination and violation of public policy, which, which is a valid claim in Ohio. So this is definitely a risk that employers need to take into consideration. Is that finding its way through the courts now, or do you just anticipate that coming? It's really just anticipated at this time. We haven't seen any um, claims filed yet, but again, we don't know uh, what's going to happen down the pike. Are there different rules under state and federal law or even among different states that apply to this issue? Yes. So the guidance that I provided um, today is really based on federal anti-discrimination laws um, and the Ohio anti-discrimination laws mirror Title VII and the ADA in, in all of the relevant respects that I discussed today. Um, it is interesting because we're seeing in a couple of states, Florida, Kentucky, Missouri, a couple more, um, state legislatures attempting to pass laws um, aimed at preventing schools, government agencies, companies from forcing their employees and, um, and students to get the COVID-19 vaccine. These are all brand new bills, so we have no clue how much traction they will get. But it is interesting to see that um, th there may be more legislation along these lines. What states have this been happening in? Florida, Kentucky, Missouri, New York, New Jersey, South Carolina, um, I believe Tennessee, as well as Washington, Washington State. Is there guidance available to employers to help navigate through these issues? Yes. So a lot of what I've discussed today is outlined in the guidance that was provided by the EEOC back in December. 
Also, it's important to note that OSHA has not provided much updated guidance. Um, They do have some helpful hints um, and tips based on the flu vaccine. However, um, President Biden, in his first week of office, signed an executive order mandating OSHA to issue new COVID-related guidance. So there should be more guidance from OSHA on the COVID vaccine, hopefully in the very near future. Thank you, Megan. And in wrapping up, can you give our listeners a couple concrete takeaways on this issue? Sure, Chris. So I think that there are probably three main things that employers need to remember when considering the COVID-19 vaccine. The first is, yes, you can mandate that your employees are vaccinated, and then you can terminate your employees if they fail to receive the vaccine. However, there are some risks Like I mentioned, um, there's risk of these public policy claims that we're not quite sure if those are going to be coming soon. There's also employee morale issues. So a lot of employers are considering encouraging their employees to receive the vaccine rather than uh, mandating that they do so. And then the third thing is just whichever option you choose, whether it's mandating employees or encouraging them, I always tell employers, you know, draft a written policy, communicate that policy to employees, and then just like any other policy, you really need to enforce it consistently. Thanks, Megan. Uh, Very helpful. Just so you know, we will be putting on our website, which is www.franceward.com, links to some of the regulations and guidance that Megan mentioned today. So to recap what she said, as with nearly all employment-related laws, just because you can doesn't mean you should. So think carefully about it. And whatever you do, communicate clearly with your employees and be uniform in your enforcement of whatever guidelines you put in place. So that's it for this episode of Shoveling Smoke. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to our next discussion with you. Thanks, Chris. Shoveling Smoke is a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Our producer and audio engineer is Sean Rule Hoffman. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.